Nah. So I, I think that, you know, part of that goes into why we have such fractured families now, mm. right? Because, mm. um, like you were saying, with the decrease in masculinity and such, I think that, you know, men, they, they have that tendency to want to be masculine and such, but, you know, we, we've kind of, you know, demasculated men in society and such mm. to the point where, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to go about continuing this thing because I know that I'm not going to be accepted in this space. You know, I want to go about instilling all these values and such, but everything that society is telling me and, you know, potentially my spouse is telling me um, is counter to what it is that I believe, mm-hmm. you know. So how do you go about actually rebuilding that? Because I think that it's a, a societal issue. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Where you, you have to be able to, you know, um, impact a society, you know, with the, the morals and such that it carries, mm. or the, the ethics. I feel carries. like... I tried not to interrupt you guys. No, no dude, man. Yeah. This is conversation, yeah, bro. Exactly. Okay. So, for manlyhood and just being a man, where do you think society sees what a man is or what would they describe it as? Because when I look at it, I feel that they're accepting of everything these days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think because of that, that may be the influence to why a man who's slowly not becoming strong, slowly not becoming a leader is okay. So mm. I feel like that's yes. society's connection to what uh, a man is mm. these days uh, yeah. at its lowest form is what's accepted. Mm. So acceptance by society for some reason is one of the main factors of why things are changing the way they are. Exactly. Why are they sure. going in the direction the way they are. For sure. Man. But yeah, the, the standard time, is lowered. I agree. It, yeah. it is lowered, but even... There's just so many different things that are accepted, right? Yeah. yeah. And, Pretty uh, sure pedophilia is going to be accepted, too. Yeah. It is. I mean, dude, it, the fact that in the 90s, early 2000s, you talk about pedophilia, everyone's like, no, 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 that's hell no. Taboo, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. And but then now it's, it's like, like mm-hmm. you mean, what is it called? Uh, map? Yeah. Minor yeah. attracted Maps? persons? Yeah. Well, I was like, and you can't call them pedophiliacs anymore yeah. because, because that's this, this uh, discriminatory. discriminatory. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm like, shut up. Dude. No, no. Go somewhere with that. That's exactly. that's wild. We'll See, it's, we'll and it's that. a slow acceptance. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly. If, I can't change your mind overnight. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm smart and I'm going to try to take over this country, you're not going to do it overnight. It's the frog. Yeah, little by little mm-hmm. by yeah. little. It's the Absolutely. frog boiling um, theory, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have the, the frog in the in the water, right? You, you can't turn up the heat all the way, otherwise it'll jump out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to just incrementally, slowly, slowly yeah. increase the temperature until the frog realizes it. It's, it's too late. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's, we're bold already. You're cooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My legs are moving anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Let's see. And I guess uh, going to your point, I think that it's the expectation of men in society now. where mm, Because yes. the family has been so fractured, men don't really hold the same, uh, what would you say, like value. Weight. Exactly. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. they did you know, previously in the family. Because women have been like the, the focus for so long mm-hmm. of holding a family together that the man is kind of like just a good addition to it. Yes. You know what I mean? So Your job to make money, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and essentially that's that's what we get told. You're only right. good when you're performing. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sad to say that, but it's it the is. nature of the beast. Yes. But a lot of these men that are suffering in silence, we all admit that we've gone through that. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone through that. We're going through that now in exactly. some senses, right? Like, especially the people listening, like, they're like, man, I just, as a man, you're like, I just feel like I'm here to, you know, provide. And that's kind of, exactly. I There's so much more. Exactly. Something interesting that I came to realize was in a relationship, right? Um, no matter what the relationship is, 
you can figure out who's in charge by your fear of making them upset. Mm. You know, so mm -hmm. if you're afraid to piss someone off, they're in charge. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I find uh, that a lot That's of men specifically, they're afraid to piss off their wives, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm not saying go and do it intentionally, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm saying now I got to do it. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm saying if there's something, if there's something to fight for, right? Like if there is a, like a core value that is absolutely like a line in the sand for you, right? Mm -hmm. That's something to stand up for, right? Yes. And you can't be afraid about pissing off your spouse, exactly. Right? And a lot of men, they're just passive, right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. idle, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, no, I just don't want to fight. Right? Exactly, and I, I get it. I'm right, a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, yeah, especially if you you've been you guys are going through a rough patch and things mm. of that nature. But I get it. Yeah. you know, you 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 are God will hold you accountable mm. as the as the the priest of your home. Exactly, mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever blood gets um, spilt symbolically, spiritually, God will reclaim that mm. of you. See, that's filthy. And mm. held accountable for the things that you say and don't say. Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. You know, yes. Because as, you know, fathers and, you know, the spiritual men, uh, mentors, if you will, and such, we have the responsibility to the people that don't necessarily know, yeah. you know, how to go about doing this thing we call life, mm. um, to go about pouring into them. You know, everything that we've learned over the past, you know, 30 years or whatever it might be, we have that responsibility. But if you never take the time out to actually do it, then you're setting them up for failure. Mm. You know, so I, I tell my wife this all the time with my little one. It's like, hey, um, when I'm going about correcting her, unless I'm doing something that's like over the top, don't talk to me. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. let me do what I do. And then we can go back and have a conversation. Yes. You know, so um, if, if you're not going to jump in when I'm telling her, hey, you did this wrong. But then you jump in after I take action. Now you're condoning what it was that she did mm. that I'm going about correcting her for. You know what I mean? So don't just jump in when it's convenient for you. Like, ah, you were wrong when you said this. Like, no. Acknowledge everything that led up to this point. That way we can go about correcting everything. You know? Ooh, I like yeah. that. So I, like that. I snapped on my wife about that the other day. You know wow, what I mean? Wow, wow. But yeah, I yeah. think that it's important because otherwise, it's like we just said. Um, we're condoning the actions leading up to what it is that society sees now. Yeah. Not only that, but mm -hmm. that it makes you a divided kingdom, exactly. right? And right. divided house can't stand. Exactly. So you guys yeah. have to be a, a united front, especially for children. Exactly. I, I always say that to Kata. You mm -hmm. know, we have to be a united front. Yeah. We can't. We can't be having discussions like this in front of them. Exactly. Especially if you're disciplining something, because now, well, I have someone on my side. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, exactly. Well, you know, daddy's. Mm -hmm. You know, hard ass. He's not gonna let me do this, but I can go behind his back and talk to mom. Exactly. You know, and that, kids are that's, smart. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids yeah. are smart. They pick Let's up see. on that real quick. Yeah, man. So then, I, what what is that saying that they they have? You know, about tough times and the kind oh. of people that they make. Tough times create. So weak. tough times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Exactly. And the cycle completes. Exactly. You know, and you just think about that and where we are in that cycle. We are reaping the rewards from the strong men before mm -hmm. us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you actually told me something super interesting in history, right? Like at every peak of the superpower in the world, oh, yeah. at one point, like the Romans, the Greeks, whenever they were at the peak of their strength in the world, mm -hmm. that's when they started to explore um, gender. What, what is it? What is it? Uh, 
uh, theory, gender, gender theory. Yeah. <laughs> what? They get, fluidity. Yeah. Yeah. Gender yeah. fluidity. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not super <laughs> PC. So the gen- gender. They, they get, yeah. They get hyper focused on anything sexuality exactly. and gender roles. Yes. and that's exactly where we're at right and now. The, exactly. And that was at the peak yeah. of their power. Exactly. Yeah. Right before their downfall. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing right now? Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Ex- precisely Sheesh. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of confusion going around. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are, uh, what's the word that she used? Condoning the confusion, mm-hmm. right? Things that are mentally, mental illnesses, yeah. right? Are now, you have to, it has to be accepted. Right? Exactly. And I think that's also um, uh, being passed down through academia, right? Mm-hmm. Academia, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it's uh, pronounced. Because I was speaking with a counselor the other day and... Um, this individual was going to school and telling me how they no longer want to uh, fix mental illness, right? They want to hmm. treat it and they want to figure out a way for you to live life along with your illness, right? So they, they no longer want, like if you have an addiction problem, hmm. they try to figure out a way for you to be a, a productive part of society yeah. with your addiction, so they no longer want to remove the addiction. It's a part of you. It's there for a reason. Yeah. We'll, we'll feed you a little bit less than what you're used to taking in, but you're still getting your fix, but you can actually be productive in yeah. society. Yeah. yeah, and I found that ridiculous yeah. because it just, it just goes to show the depravity and the corruption and the, the breakdown of us as a society. You know, mm. if, if the, the high educators are passing down um, these mentalities and, and these... Uh, this mm. doctrine of demons, you know, mm-hmm. down to the to the newer generation. Mm. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to be running the, the the show, you know, exactly. in the decade from now. I mean, exactly. that's that's what the whole thing with pedophilia. It just the same, right? Thing. Yeah, they it, start making, they start loosening the laws, right? right. You know, the penalties now, now, for pedophilia because that's what they're saying. They're they're um the the map the minor attractive person. Like what the you got to yeah. put a name to it? Like what are you doing? Let's exactly. call it what it, it is. It already has a name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're not. You're just trying to soften it up and yeah. make it more like socially acceptable to say because pedophile hurts. Yeah, exactly. Because no like, how, I don't want to be called a pedophile. Call me a a, a minor attracted person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, no. no. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't be surprised if over the next few years, like the the sentences and whatnot that are you know doled out to people that you know commit these uh, sexual crimes on minors, um, starts to you know slowly dwindle. Dude, it you is. Know what I mean, it's already Sorry, happening. Already. I think in California, there's yep. a couple things that changed up already. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, so it, it's funny, man. Like, so when I was um, when I was a cop, and uh, we were uh, we were taking people to jail for for meth, mm-hmm. like they had meth. It was a felony. Yeah. And then towards the end of my tenure, it became a misdemeanor. So, like, what I used to take people to jail for, now I can just write you a ticket. Yeah. Wow. And see you later. Yeah. I'm like, what? And now, dude, I mean, you know, that's drugs. That's a separate thing. But that's exactly, like, a, a good example of the the trajectory of the law. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you used to be, you're a pedophile. Oh, you're in trouble. Exactly. Right? Now it's like, oh, you're you're just you just need someone to talk to. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. We'll help you work this out. Yeah. Exactly. You can keep your addiction. Exactly. We just need you to be a productive part of society, like, bro. No. But even to the point where they might even stop making people register as sex offenders. That's and, that's um, a thing. That such. is a huge. Because now you're like, oh, I don't want people knowing my address. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Discrimination. <laughs> exactly. Inclusivity, man. It's wild. It's killing bro. us. Exactly. It really is killing it us. It is wild. I had a question for you guys. Send so. It. 
I want to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you guys talk about a kingdom, mm-hmm. your family and your marriage being a kingdom, can mm-hmm. you describe what your role is? Because I feel like that's important for people to know and for me to know and understand because your role determines the next generation, your kids and that. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of thing that I think about when you guys are talking. Mm. How is that next person of, or next of kin going to be influenced within this society? And what is the importance of them being raised as a strong female or a strong man in this upcoming society that seems to be kind of declining, as you guys say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys mind if I start? Yeah, do it. Man, so... Um... I think we've we've had a series on this prior um, that kind of touches on everything, where we're talking about being this warrior and just the different phases of being a warrior. You know, you have the lover, of course, the fighter, the king, and the friend, right? Um, And in different phases of, you know, your your marriage or otherwise, you end up exhibiting, you know, um, characteristics of all of those things throughout, Mm -hmm. where at times it calls for you to be, you know, the warrior for your family, just the lover of your family, and such. Um, I think that that's exactly what our relationship looks like, you know, within the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, subtracting any of those characteristics from our kingdom ends up setting our future generations up at a detriment. Yep, that's very well said. Yeah. Very. Yeah. That's it. Uh, The only, I completely agree, and that's my definition as well. Uh, The only thing that I would add on to that is as the the father as husband, you know, as the priest of my house, it's my job to, to educate, uh, and to cultivate spirituality, you know, to, to make sure that my little girls are just four years old, but they have to understand that there is a God, right. Mm -hmm. And he oversees us and he's all powerful and he loves us. Right. And he wants a relationship with us. Mm. Um, for my wife, it's, we have, um, I don't want to say an, unequal yoke you know but we i it is it it is okay so we'll call we'll call it that we have an unequal yoke you know she believes um she's more accepting she's more her lines are a little bit more blurred you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm very set and this is right this is wrong Mm -hmm. and we get into arguments about you know homosexuality we get into arguments over uh the the trans movement, we get into mm-hmm. arguments over Halloween, we get into arguments, mm-hmm. what have you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm there to draw, to, 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 just like God gave us barriers to protect us, I'm there to also set barriers for my kids and my wife mm-hmm. to protect them. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, we have to uh, instruct our kids um, so that they have a, a standard, right? And they, they, when they grow up and in this confused world, they realized that they can be able to tell that something's not right, right? Mm-hmm. And they said that if the world's going to hell in a handbasket, I don't want to be part of that. Mm. So I just wanted to clarify something when, when I was saying, you know, unequal yoke, it's not that we're unequal, you know, in the abilities and such, mm. but... The fact that men are called to do different things than women are. Yeah. And typically the women uh, or the, the woman tends to be um, that lover. Yes. Be more accepting of the things that your kids do and such. And then, you know, it's, it's usually on the father to come back, hey, what the hell? Mm. You know, go about correcting. Um, even though that, that hasn't been the trend over the past few years. 
um, that typically was the role that men were playing. And that's the only reason why I say unequally yoked yeah, is right, a thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the way I meant it was spiritually. Mm -hmm. you know, spiritually, we're, we're at different levels, okay. you know, which is normal. Yeah. Everyone has their own level. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, you use a freaking, I don't even know what to add to that. I mean, just my perspective is would be if I don't lead them, if I don't set the course, the world will. Exactly. And I don't want to be the dad that has a teenager or as a daughter on a stripper pole. Exactly. And I'm like, how did she get there? Exactly. You know exactly. How, you know you know what I mean? Like, whether you were conscious or subconscious of it, you played your role into that. Mm. I, want, I want my kids to be able to make good decisions mm. and know that at the end of the day, no matter what they go through, God is going to be there. That's it. You know, I... I I think we talked about it last week, or we, we, we mentioned it a lot. And I always say, I got my warrior identity from my dad. My dad's like the tough, he's the warrior. He's, you know, um, told us, you know, to stand up for things to take care of your family, all these things for sure. But I got my faith from my mom. And my warrior identity saved, or it, it was, I leaned on it so much in my earlier careers in, in law enforcement and also in entrepreneurship. My warrior identity like served me. But my faith is what saved me. Hmm. I went into a really dark place, and my warrior identity could not get me out of it. If anything, my warrior identity maybe got me deeper into darkness because I just tried to fight something that I was losing, like something I couldn't beat. And when I got to the point where like, I was like, ready to give it all up, my faith is what saved me. Hmm. Yeah, and so I want you guys to really think about it. Like when you were kids, what kind of you know gifts, like material gifts, were you given, you know, as a kid for Christmas? Because for me, it was always like I, I don't want to say a BB gun, but like a Nerf gun, you know, or yeah. one of those like styrofoam swords or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know, those are different things than what you would give to a female. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. give a female like a, a doll. And then, oh, no, you had to take care of them like this. And you, they show them how to be, like, motherly. Yeah. Where, you know, even for women giving, you know, their son things, maybe not nowadays, um, you're giving them things to make them into a warrior, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're giving them these things that they become combative. Mm -hmm. you know, it, small part, yes, but it's still a part of. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. the expectations that women have set on their, their kids. You know, yeah. and now we're trying to get away from, oh, you know, we we don't have to have them be combative. You know, they can be loving in all manners. Like, yeah, I mean, I can be loving, but in the right time. Right. Yeah. 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 What, what is it? The We said a couple weeks ago with Jordan Peterson. What do you say? Like, it, you have to be capable of violence. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You have to be capable of violence yeah. because. Um, I love it. Yeah. You have to be capable. You do. <laughs> you really do. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not like, I, I, I want the whole thing, right? Like, there's being capable of violence and you're not. Um, the ability to to commit violence is what makes you peaceful, mm -hmm. right? Not not I, I I'm I'm messing it up. Hopefully, we'll no, you're right on track. Yeah, it's some it's something Sorry. like that. Like the, the ability to go about uh, using violence, but knowing that you don't have to. Yes, is what makes you. Yeah, yeah, is is what makes you dangerous. Exactly. Like not being violent is yeah. what makes you dangerous. Like mm -hmm. when something hits the fan and you are incapable of defending yourself and your family. That's a you are part. weak. Yeah. That is a scary place to be. Yeah. yeah, that is a scary place to be. And a lot of men never 
think about that. Mm. Look at where the world is going. Look at all the violence that's happening right now. Mm. And you can't, like, you, you, if you imagine having to protect your kids and your wife mm. and you cannot, whether because you're physically incapable or you just haven't trained at, in weaponry or anything, mm -hmm. if you can't defend them, you're in trouble. I mean, you think about it, man. If you're walking out there on the street and you're an easy target, right? You have your headphones on, like, right, and you know, uh, over your ears, you're not paying attention to anything. You're more than likely going to be the person that gets robbed, yep. you know, or otherwise. Right. Where uh, if you got like one earbud in or whatever, and you constantly got your head on a swivel, people are more than likely not going to come out. Exactly. You unless there's like a larger group. That's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. When you, you walk with purpose. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Instead of just like leisurely, like neandering. Yeah. Like, how are you going to defend your family when that time comes? Exactly. Uh, going. Sorry. Did you have more to no, say? No. No. Okay. So going back to the toy um, mm. thing, uh, and I don't remember if I said this on the on the podcast earlier, mm -hmm. uh, or if it was just a conversation between you and I, but there's a study that uh, some toy making company uh, made, and to study how children play, right, with certain. Uh, toys, right? Mm -hmm. And so they put boys and girls together to play with action figures, right? Hmm. And so the way that boys play is, and and the way that girls play are extremely different. Mm -hmm. Okay, boys are more; uh, it's in their nature to be more aggressive, mm -hmm. right? That's why you have to teach boys restraint, mm -hmm. right? You can do X, Y, Z, but you're going to be in trouble or what have you. So mm -hmm. the point I'm trying to make is. Um, the boys, like let's say that there was a Batman action figure, right? They became Batman, mm -hmm. right? So they would With the make a voice like Batman. They mm -hmm. would do the the things that Batman would do and and fight, you know, the the um, the assailants and what the bad guys, the villains. Right, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoa, whoa, bro, chill. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had, and then you have the girls, right? And they did not become the character, right? Yeah. They they personified their personality exactly. into the character, exactly. right? So then they took Batman and they made him start kissing, you know, yeah. <laughs> Catwoman, or they started, you know, like grabbing a whatever, and they started, you know, yeah. acting like <laughs> their character exactly. through the through the doll, right? Yeah. Interesting. And it goes to show how much men need a positive role model, exactly, right? because they yeah. they become they 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 they, they need to see. Uh, who they are becoming, right? Mm -hmm. um, That's so and then good. to further add to that, uh, they actually are passing laws to... Um, first of all, Hasbro is coming out with lines of toys that are gender neutral. No, they're not. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And uh, there's laws coming out. Like? And so... Um, <laughs> and then uh, they're coming out what? with laws that say that if you don't have gender uh, neutral toys, you're going to be fined. Hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna get ready for that. That's yeah. coming to a Walmart and Target near you. Yeah. Not that I shop at Target because you know they hire Satanists and they try to. Well, we don't realize when we're kids. children mm -hmm. playing with toys oh, that we are. That is crazy. Like you saying, everyone uh, who was playing with Batman wanted to be Batman. We emulate what we want to be, even that young. Oh yeah, to uh, absolutely be a certain role model superhero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Once you start eliminating that or seeing less of it with children, it's yeah. a scary thing. And also, it can really shape your future. It, yeah. It's a scary thing. It is. For man. good and bad. You yeah. Know? The, you, you guys know um, Warrior Port Society, right? John mm -hmm. Lovell? Yeah. Uh, great content. That, that dude's awesome. He wrote a book. And part of his book, he was talking about he has two sons. And I think the oldest son asked the, um, asked the younger son, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? 
And the older son says, mine would be super smart. Like, I want to be super smart. Hmm. And his, his uh, younger son says, no, I want to be super strong. Hmm. And the, the older son goes, why, why super strong? Because then I can beat the bad guys. So the way they're thinking is in the superhero, mm-hmm. you know? And then the older son was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That's better. Yeah. I like the superpower as well. Yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. it's the way these boys are thinking is not making them kiss and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, right? It's, it's like, how would I beat the bad guy? What would be the best to be the bad, to yeah. beat the bad guy? Because we're constantly in this hero story. Mm-hmm. And as a little kid, when you're playing like toy soldiers or you're, you know, you're playing like guns with, with everyone, it's this hero. Like you hear the explosions in the back, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're shooting arrows. And, and they're bazooka. making them with their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. that's the imagination of I am going through something like what a hero will go through. Yeah. And that's what these young boys need. Yeah. They don't need to be given pills to chill. Like they they need to be taught. Yeah. They need to be rough towels with. They yeah. do. Exactly. Kids love being rough towels with. Exactly. Absolutely love it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I, I'm thinking about how my nephew is right now. He's he's about to turn one at the end of December. Mm. Um and him just from an early age, like picking up stuff and like just smashing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can say with, with my nieces. It was never like that. They mm-hmm. were super, like, you know, laid back and, like, just placing stuff. They might have threw stuff every now and then. Like, hey, no, mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. But then they, they, like, mellowed out. Where my nephew is, like, uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's constantly throwing stuff, you know, bashing stuff against one another and such. Where I think that that's just natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So where exactly does that come from? It's just born into us? I think so. Yeah. You know, I don't have a boy yet, but that's kind of yeah. how I would perceive it. Mm. You know, it's because we're different. Yeah. We're designed different. Exactly. You know, like men were more of the aggressors. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. the protectors. That's why we have testosterone. That's why we grow bigger. That's why we're stronger, typically, right? Yeah. There's some strong ass females out there. You yeah. know, that's cool. But mostly, men are the stronger sex. Mm-hmm. You know, gender, and um, it's it's the way God created us. It's all biological. If yeah. you go mm-hmm. back to just saying hormones, testosterone yeah. and estrogen. Mm-hmm. I mean, females also have testosterone and estrogen. Yeah. It's lesser levels of... Lesser levels of... So let me not confuse this, as it's confused a lot. They still have a higher testosterone than estrogen, mm-hmm. which you would think would be counterintuitive. This is females, but males just have a higher percentage of testosterone to estrogen. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. you need both to kind of control the body, regulate organs, mm-hmm. yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's crazy to think how much uh, hormones really do. Like, you, a lot of people just think, oh, you know, men have uh, a lot more testosterone, and that's mm-hmm. why they smell funny, and, you know, that's why they're angry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or women have, you know, estrogen, and that's why they, you know, have periods and whatnot. But it really goes so much farther, like... Um, osteoporosis in women, right? That's mm-hmm. because of a lack of estrogen, mm-hmm. lack of testosterone for men. It's 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 terrible. You know, it it regulates it our so many things. mood, yeah. and it, it's yeah. it's amazing. Absolutely, like you said, yeah. organ control and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. There's so many processes in the body uh, that are regulated by so many different things. But going back to why boys play a certain way versus girls, I think that's a, a factor as well. You know, uh, it's innate in us to want to be more aggressive, want mm-hmm. to 
run and you know run with other people and then the competitive aspect is something you also see in boys mm -hmm. boys want to race each other they want to yeah. fight each other like that mm -hmm. seems to be so innate with mm -hmm. boys and males and once you stop accepting that or saying that it's bad mm -hmm. i think that's where things go a little differently in a, yeah. Yeah. a man's yeah. life yeah you know? yeah if you try to fight you know your nature instead of working with it. Mm -hmm. It's a bad, bad place to be. Mm. Right? Did you guys ever have like, uh, like back in middle school or whatever? You guys ever have like an enemy, like oh, a yeah. kid you didn't like, and then the you guys arch fight nemesis? Him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, really. That would steal my girlfriend, even though she wasn't my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to her, bro. Yeah. Don't talk to her. Yeah. And then, and then you guys actually duke it out, yeah. right? And then you guys are best friends right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did that ever happen, to you guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have, funny. I, it's funny because I, I had this guy, shout out to Rodrigo, me and him don't really talk anymore, but... Um, <laughs> but I'm still shut you up, bro. Yeah, if you yeah. listen, if you listen. Yeah, uh, we haven't talked in a, in a long time, but, you know, we're if we ever do reconnect, it'll be as if no time passed. So mm -hmm. anyways, um, that's that's our story, you know, like yeah. we, for whatever reason, we hated each other. I don't even know why, that's you know, funny. and then we, it was, we were always like threatening to beat each other. Up. I'm going to beat you up. No, I'm going to beat yeah. you up. You exactly. know, and then finally uh, we were just like, okay, fine. Today, after yeah. school, meet me in the alley. <laughs> right. And so we duke it out. And afterwards, he, we were just like both tired and panting. Yeah. He was like, you want to come over? You want to come over to my house? <laughs> I got, one, I got, one, I got exactly. this movie. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, yeah. it's crazy, man. Like boys, yeah. right? Like we just like, okay, it's over. Let's yeah. move on. You know, Absolutely. like for the most part. You so know, how did we it don't really how, Like did it, um, we're both tired, we're done? Or yeah. we're like, no, it just, we were like, like we were punching each other. And mm -hmm. then, I don't know, we just like stopped at the same time. And we're just like. Like we're tired and we're yeah. just like locking eyes and yeah. then oh, uh, you good bro <laughs> yeah you good? yeah and i'm just like are we, good now? Are we friends <laughs> yeah and then out of nowhere he was like you want to come over <laughs> you know and i'm just like okay <laughs> you know? yeah i feel like that's another aspect of men as you get older you know there are people that you know we get along with each other right and then there's this aspect of we fought battles, but at the same time, you give each other respect. And mm -hmm. because of that, that's, that's that relationship. Exactly. And you're respected because you have a level of danger. You have a level of strength, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And, and that's a core of a team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when we did, um, you know, the tactical training, mm -hmm. it, it was cool because I saw these guys step up to another level that, you know, I, I serve with them in one capacity. But to see them kind of tap into their warrior spirit, I'm like... I'm a ride with these dudes. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, and it's it's the shared suffering that mm -hmm. that makes that part yeah. of it. Absolutely. It, it's know? funny that you say that the um, the equal levels of uh, I forgot how you worded it. Oh, like just being knowing that that other person has that strength and that yeah, danger yeah, and yeah, that yeah. ability to have. because it's like when we locked eyes and we had that moment, we're just like, yeah. we're we're both cool. Yeah, we're both yeah, strong. Exactly. You know, like we will fight. We can we can both fight. You know, <laughs> we're yeah. we're courageous. And, it's a and great it, realization. There was like a level of respect <laughs> yes. and like that that we automatically just had for each mm -hmm. other. We're just like, all right, yeah. I see you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a fight I had in grade school. Similar situation. Only the guy was just much cooler. He had Jordans and everything, and I just thought I dressed nice. And, you know, and this is grade school. <laughs> and then somehow we just started talking crap to each other. And he's like, you want to go outside? And it was the first time hearing it, like, to my face yeah. and actually a threat. And I was like, yeah. And then after school. This <laughs> Hell kid, yeah, I do. This kid's waiting. So listen, 
I was working out back, this must have been the fifth or sixth grade. I was already working out thinking I was tough, right? Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I had to show how strong I was against a new group of kids. Mm. And this kid was huge. You know, he's just taller, probably weighed 50 pounds more than me. We go outside, mm. we're in the grass right by the, uh, I want to say the exact place, but we're at a park and uh, in the grass. I don't even know how it started. It's not like round one fight. You know, it's, it's in a game. It's, it's like, like, it's like a, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat. You're both just like bouncing. <laughs> Where's the referee? Change I need a referee. <laughs> but right away, uh, he was just ready. Like his stance was ready. Not like in a fighting stance, but he was ready for me. And I wasn't. Ooh. And I'm like, but I did take initiative. I walked up to him. And I grew up. I'm kind of like wrestling. For some reason, we watched wrestling growing up, right? <laughs> so you think you know what you do when I'm you clinch up. I'm going to slam you right now, yeah. bro. Come here, brother. Kill me, brother. So I clinched up to some degree. You know, I grab his neck, and then I grab his waist. And the kid takes me and just throws me over his shoulder. Damn. And I'm dude. like, you just got to get up. You just got to get up. Get up. <laughs> grab him again. I felt his weight. And I'm like, I'm so small. <laughs> Threw me again. And I was like, all right, we're good. Yeah. You know? And at, and at you should have stood, stood up. Like, good. You should have stood up like Undertaker with your eyes. Back, like, <laughs> You've done it now. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. You're like, you messed no. up, buddy. Uh, it, it this isn't something. even my final four. <laughs> Have a Goku moment. Hey, start yeah. screaming. Oh. Oh, What's wrong man. with this kid? Oh, I feel like everyone has to have that done to them once. You I have agree. To, I mean, that's yeah. what sometimes people get humbled later in life. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's great to have it done to you and learn from it. You got to yeah. get yeah. tested because yes. everyone thinks they're the big dog until you get punched in the mouth. By the real big Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're all badass and these keyboard warriors, they could say all this, say all that. When the moment comes, will you perform? Mm, and that's yeah. the real that's the real test. Yeah. When the new year comes, are you gonna be disciplined to do your workout? Mm, yeah. Right? When your marriage hits this really soft spot. Base and you guys are fighting with each other and you're not sure if it's going to work out are you going to have that love to continue to move forward you make it work are you you make it you work. make it work exactly because you haven't been tested so like that's that's part of what i want in life i te that's why these tough mutters and all these like obstacle course races are so they're booming they're like million dollar businesses mm -hmm. because you have all these people that not to say anything bad but they just haven't been tested to the level that they think they have been. they want to prove to themselves they want to prove to themselves that i can be someone that i am someone that mm -hmm. i am worthy that i can perform that i am a yeah. warrior yeah and you think about it that's what we're taking away from our kids man yes you know when we're not doing the presidential fitness tests and all that other craziness we're taking away their their opportunities to go about showing their resilience yes, yes. we don't want to test resilience. them because we might hurt their feelings if they fail exactly. but let me tell you failure is a part of life yeah. exactly. failure is part of the process yes. you have to fail if you yeah. only have a story full of success you've never been tested exactly. you know? and i think that that's partially why we're starting to see so many people moving back in with their parents mm -hmm. you know where you're having like the, the 30 year old that hasn't really established a career and all these other things like moving back in the, with their parents mm -hmm. to feel safe again yeah you know and it's, that's, it's unfortunate that is, it's, well, that is but it's becoming is. more you know of the norm so I don't know how to go about doing that, man. I told my wife, you know, if if my little one is not like working or actively going to school, she's not staying with us. Mm. As, as harsh as that is to say, all you're doing is just building up the expectation. Like, uh, I can always just go back and live with my parents. You, you just got to throw it out there. Like, no, hell no. You, you're going to end up having to figure out your own way. And that kind of puts it in their mind. Like, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, I feel like the, I don't have kids and you guys do. I feel that. With being a parent 
do you feel that your kids need to feel that type of suffering to kind of understand what's going to be difficult in life and it kind of guides how hard they have to work or do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's more a matter of... So do they actually have to experience those like tough, tough moments that to be we able to, be to learn? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the difference, right? When I, infor- when I try to put my kids into tough moments, I can control sure. the severity of it. Mm-hmm. But when life kicks you in the balls, it doesn't hold back. Exactly. It'll kick you 10 out of 10. Exactly. Pain. Yeah. But you can't control it. And then sure. why would you want their first experience of failure or pain to be from life where they can't control? Exactly. Where if you are responsible of your kingdom and you're doing that, like you can instill a little bit of discomfort. Get them get sure. them be get them get him some small wins sure. so that when that moment comes and they can earn that big win on their own. Mm. The reason why I ask is if I look back, and I've had this conversation with one of my best friends, if you go back to our parents' generation, it always seems to be harder. At least it is for me, it is for my friends. And they weren't able to give us the comfort of, this is what it's going to be like to be hard. Mm-hmm. And let me kind of slowly expose you to it. And this is how my friends are with their kids. Yes, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to slowly expose you to... Uh, a little bit of hardship or a little mm-hmm. bit of this because you're going to need it. But back then, my parents, I feel like since their hardship was so much greater than kids are, you know, right now or parents, young parents growing up like you guys, they don't have this conversation go. In short, generations are getting better in terms of not feeling so much hardship because mm-hmm. The parents before worked so yeah. hard to get right. Right. us to where we're at in terms of being parents. Right. I guess for me, I feel like they they do need to be exposed to that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. then they start taking the things that they have for granted, right? Yes. Because if we don't go about exposing them to, hey, you know, we might live we might live in this nice area, but I mean, right now, th- this is my house. Mm-hmm. This is not your house, you know, mm-hmm. off the rip. You know what I mean? You're going to end up having to put in some kind of work to be able to live in an area like this. Of course. Otherwise, they're just going to end up having that expectation of, oh, I don't have to go to school. You know, right after I graduate high school, I'm going to be able to live in, you know, the most affluent area and such. And it's just going to happen for me. That's not the way that life works. You're going to end up having to work for these things. But if you have that expectation of success just off of the rip, you're going to end up failing. And if that's and if the first time that you fail is after you are supposed to be considered an adult. And, you know, that's when you start encountering that adversity, if you will. Um, you're not going to end up knowing how to deal with it if that's your first time actually experiencing it. So they have mm. to go through those moments where, you know, it's it's kind of like a manipulated situation where I know what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you to understanding why it is that I'm doing this for you. And then, like, hey, what did we learn? Yes. You know, throughout that's this it. whole process. Mm-hmm. You know? That's it. Yeah. yeah. And what can get carried down, right, yeah. from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the best thing you could do as parents... Because you can't prepare them for everything in life, obviously, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. And you're, we're only going to be here for a short period of time with them anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best thing we can do is give them a, a strong spirit, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the, the mental capacity, the mental tools for them to not give up and figure out the solution to the problem they're in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's why we have training. That's why we have boot camp. That's yeah. why they have the academy is you're in a controlled environment before you go in, out into the real world and deal with the real monsters. Yeah. And 
we all know, like we, what we've been talking about this whole episode, there's mon- there are monsters They're out there. Everywhere. Exactly. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we have to be, we have to prepare our children to be able to deal with that mm-hmm. in the moments that we're not there to protect them. Yeah, man. Which you said, we're not always going to be there. Exactly. So. Man, it's a, I just think about it like this, like the way that I grew up, I, I lived in the hood. You know, mm-hmm. uh, up until essentially I went to my second year of high school um, where it was nothing but minorities and all you saw was fights every day. People were selling drugs in school, had knives, guns, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like surrounding you. So you had to be hyper vigilant, know who you're dealing with and, you know, try to go about avoiding the situation if you really wanted to. Right. But living in, you know, a more expensive area and such, your kids aren't going to have that same experience that you had. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to have, you know, that I need to be on the lookout for, you know, any kind of uh, malbehavior, if you will, um, because that's not what they're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a result of not seeing those things, they're not going to have, they're not going to have the knowledge of going out into the world and having to, you know, be on the lookout for people because their inherent thoughts are, you know, everybody around me is good because this is what I've been living with my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, so not going about talking to them, showing them like, hey, there are people that have it a lot worse than what you have it. Be thankful for what you got. I, we're definitely setting them up for failure because the, we know the people at the bottom are always trying to take from the top and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, boys. Good we place went, to wrap it up. That's a real good place to wrap it up. We went over some heavy, heavy topics today. Mm-hmm. Well, stop eating sugar. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I really appreciate you guys, man. This is, um, it, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. And I was telling Jason on the way over here today, outside of being with family and like having breakfast and stuff, there's really no other way that I could, that I want to spend my Saturday mornings. Mm. Like these conversations, I truly look forward to it. Uh, throughout the week, because I know we're going to talk about something big. I know it's like, it's a place that's just, there are no masks here. We don't have to pretend to be anybody that we're not. We're here to just share and have real conversations and explore these topics that other people want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, obviously, it's something we want to talk about, something that benefits us and our families. And it, I just walk out of these conversations with so much more to think about, so much more clarity and direction on the man I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Jason, for joining us here today. Thank you for having um, me. Thank, thank you, guys. For me, it, it's essentially like a lecture that I was so waiting to go to because uh, I was more listening than anything and it was the greatest thing. I, I can't even explain it. You know, watching your podcast on YouTube is is amazing. So just oh. being here live felt mm-hmm. more of a performance that I paid oh. for that I <laughs> needed and maybe I could say something like a heckler at a, <laughs> at a comedy show. That's exactly what it felt like. Sir, sit down. Sit down, please. <laughs> Put your shirt back on, sir. Put your shirt yeah. back on. <laughs> But it was great, and that's what it felt like. And uh, I appreciate I'm glad it. I was able to chime in. I had so much I wanted to talk about, but at the same time, you guys are so good at kind of bringing together an idea. And uh, not scripted, right? Know, you you saw it firsthand. Yeah. We just off the riff, off yeah. the riff. No, we'll have you back, man. If you want, if if you, if you're free, obviously we'll have you back. I think these are great conversations, and you know we're we're glad that you're a part of it. So exactly. appreciate that. absolutely. Thank you. For As me. always, appreciate you, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Till next week. Redwood out. Redwood. Nice.